Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. One of the questions many of us have had over the last year or two is what does BLM, or Black Lives Matter, the organization, do with the millions of dollars in donations that they have gotten? Well, now we know. In an article entitled Inside BLM Co-Founder Patrice Con Colors Million Dollar Real Estate Buying Binge. <laughs> this, this is an article by Isabel Vincent as of the 10th of, of this month. And it starts out this way. It says, as protests broke out across the country in the name of Black Lives Matter, the group's co-founder went on a real estate buying binge, snagging four high-end homes for $3.2 million in the U.S. alone, according to property records. Patrice Con Colors, 37, also eyed property in the Bahamas, at an ultra-exclusive resort where Justin Timberlake and Tiger Woods both have homes. The Post has learned that luxury apartments and townhouses at the beachfront Albany Resort outside Nassau are priced between $5 million and $20 million, according to a local agent. The self-described Marxist last month purchased a $1.4 million home on the scheduled, uh, or I'm sorry, on the secluded road, a short drive from Malibu in Los Angeles, according to a report. The 2,370 square foot property features soaring ceilings, skylights, and plenty of windows with canyon views. The Topanga Canyon homestead, which includes Two houses on a quarter acre is just one of three homes Con Colors owns in the Los Angeles area, public records show. Uh, some fellow activists were taken aback by the real estate revelations. <laughs> Hawk Newsom, the head of Black Lives Matter Greater in New York City, which is not affiliated with Con Colors Black Lives Matter Global Network foundation called for an independent investigation to find out how the global network spends its money if and, and this is what he said quote if you go around calling yourself a socialist you have to ask how much of her own personal money is going to charitable causes it's really sad because it makes people doubt the validity of the movement and overlook the fact that it's the people that carry on this movement, is what he said. You know, I, I have for a long time advocated for transparency and increased communication uh, amongst organizations that I have been uh, lucky enough to be in charge of. And I really believe that is a key part of good leadership. When I was mayor uh, of a small town, uh, one of the things that 
uh, we did was we installed a uh, one of these reader boards out front of, of City Hall. And it was a monochrome one. It wasn't, you know, super fancy or anything like that. But what it did was it allowed for us to let people know when things were going to take place. So if there was going to be a meeting, you know, a city hall meeting of, of some sort, city council, um, you know, library board, whatever the case may be, then you, uh, as you drove past city hall on the main drag of this particular town, you would be able to see the, the next thing that was coming up. And, and, and to my amazement, we received a lot of scrutiny over this. We spent a total, I believe, off the top of my head, about $12,000. And and we received a lot of scrutiny because there was a lot of people that said, how could you have spent that much money on a sign? And my response was that that money seemed to be money very well spent if what you're spending it on is something that it promotes communication. So if, if you were to go to probably your local city hall meeting, city council meeting, you're probably not going to see very many people at those particular meetings. And, and one of the reasons is people just find them boring <laughs> for one, but, but also people don't really, they're, they're really communicated really well. I mean, if I was to ask you, what uh, days that your city council meets uh, every month uh, and at what time, you would probably not be able to tell me. And so the communication here with uh, the city was, in my estimation, a really good thing. Transparency, again, something that's really good, particularly when it comes to political organizations and BLM being a political organization. Now, the article goes on to say last year, Con Colors and spouse Jaina Khan ventured to Georgia to acquire a fourth home. Yes, a fourth home, a custom ranch on 3.2 rural acres in Conyers, featuring a private airplane hangar with a studio apartment above it and the use of a 2,500 square foot uh, paved uh, and grass, oh, I'm sorry, 2,500 foot paved and grass community runway that occupies uh, and accommodates small planes. The three-bedroom, two-bath house, about 30 minutes from Atlanta, has an indoor swimming pool and a separate RV shop that can accommodate the repair of a mobile home or small aircraft, according to the real estate listing. The Peach State Retreat was purchased in January 2020. Did you hear me? 2020, January 2020, for $415,000. Two years after the pu- publication of Con Color's best selling memoir, When They Call You a Terrorist. In October, the activist signed a multi-platform deal with Warner Brothers Television Group, and this was to help produce content for Black voices who have been historically marginalized, (laughs) she said in a statement. Uh, It is not known how much Con Colors received in compensation on either of these two deals. 
Con Colors began by uh, her buying spree in L.A. in 2016. A few years after the civil rights movement, she started from a hashtag, hashtag uh, Black Lives Matter with fellow activist Alicia Garza and Opal Tometi. Uh, and, and the fact that they began uh, to gain traction around the world about that point. Uh, that year, she bought a three-bedroom, one-and-a-half-bath home in Inglewood for $510,000 that year. It is now worth nearly $800,000. Con Colors added um, her wife, the co-founder of Black Lives Matter Canada, to the deed in a family trust last year, and the couple were married in 2016. Two years later, in 2018, Con Colors purchased a four-bedroom home in South Los Angeles, a multi-ethnic neighborhood. Con Colors paid $590,000 for the 1,725-square-foot home, although the price has since climbed to $720,000, according to public records. Three of the homes were bought in Con Colors' name, and the uh, Topanga Canyon property was purchased under a limited liability company that she controls, according to public records cited by Dirt, the real estate blog that first reported in, in March the 30th, uh, the purchase. Last year, Con Colors and Con were um, spotted in the Bahamas looking for a unit at the Albany a real estate source who did not want to be identified told the post the elite uh, enclave is uh, laid out on a 600 oceanside acres and features a private marina and designer golf course current homes for sale include a nearly 8000 square foot six bedroom townhouse with a media room and, and marina views the price is only available upon request, so we, we don't know exactly how much uh, what, what they were looking at uh, is uh, is selling for. And uh, people, uh, and, and in fact, here's a quote, people who buy at the Albany are buying their fourth or fifth home, said a resort worker who did not want to be identified. Uh, quote, this is not a second home residence. It's extremely high end. And people are coming here for complete and total privacy. While it's not clear if Con Colors purchased a property at the island retreat for the super rich, her mere interest shows just how far she has come from the hard, scrappable Van Nuys neighborhood in L.A. where she spent her childhood with two brothers and a younger sister. In her memoir, Con Colors described growing up in a housing project less than a mile from the affluent and largely white neighborhood of Sherman Oaks, a community of wide lawns and pools where, quote, this is her quote, there is nothing that does not appear beautiful and well-kept. The four kids were mostly raised by her single mother, who worked 16 hours a day to support the family, she writes. And growing up, Con Colors lived in a two-story, tan-colored building where the paint is peeling and where 
there is a gate that does not close properly and an intercom system that never works, she writes. The only place in my hood to buy groceries is a 7-Eleven. Con Colors embraced activism and Marxism at a young age. Uh, quote, I started the year I turned 12, she writes. That was the year that I learned that being black and poor defined me more than being bright and hopeful and ready, is what her quote is. And, and, and I want to stop there. It's, it's kind of interesting that it's, it's almost like you see her losing hope here. I mean, here is a, a situation where she's saying that being black and poor defined her, that she was even defining herself here as being, you know, black and poor. And this is who I am. This is, this is my identity. Instead of taking on a more optimistic uh, view of life or, you know, like, like they say here, a, a, a bright, hopeful and ready type of uh, optimism about life. Uh, it's kind of sad in many ways, if you, if you really think about it. But I continue. But she didn't rise to the national prominence until 2013 when she and two other activists protested the non-guilty verdict of George Zimmerman, who shot uh, dead Trayvon Martin, and an unarmed black teenager in Florida. And again, I'm going to stop here and just say, you know, obviously that was a fraud. That was the case where it was hands up, don't shoot. And that was all over the place. You saw t-shirts, you saw NBA players protesting, you saw all kinds of stuff happening with that case. And then of course, when it was investigated, found out that it did not happen at all. There was no such thing as hands up, don't shoot. But Black Lives Matter had already started, and they were going to go with it, and so that was uh, that was that was the beginning there of of their their uh, foundation, so to speak. Black Lives Matter protests erupted again in 2020 after the May killing of George Floyd, who died after a Minneapolis police officer knelt on his neck during the arrest. And, and again, I, I will stop here and just say that uh, obviously, with the trial uh, now completed. Um, and the verdict back, um, you know, and, and we saw it during the trial that, that he did not kneel on his neck that whole time, that even the, um, the prosecution had to change from kneeling on a neck to kneeling on neck and back. Um, and, and so, you know, like I say, there it's, it's a little bit cited here, but that's, that's fine. We'll continue donations and priv, uh, and pledges from corporations and individuals poured into the movement at that point. In February, the BLM nonprofit co-founder, um, co-founded by Con Colors, told the AP that they took in and get this: this is BLM ad- admitting to this uh, this much uh, as an amount, ninety million dollars in 2020, with 21.7 million committed to grant funding and helping 30 black-led groups across the country. So we know that just in 2020 alone, that BLM took in $90 million. And that was from individuals and corporations, obviously. And that's a lot of money. Black Lives Matter leaders would not specify how much money they took in from 
prominent donations or donors, according to the AP report. It's also not clear how much Con Colors makes in salary as one of the leaders of the movement, since its finances are split amongst both nonprofit and for profit entities and difficult to trace. Founded by Con Colors and other activists, uh, and it was uh, the activist was Kaylee Scales. The nonprofit Oakland, California-based BLM Global Network Foundation was incorporated in 2017 and claims to have chapters throughout the U.S. and U.K. and Canada in a mission to eradicate white supremacy and build power to intervene in violence of inflicted on black communities is what their slogan is here. The group does not have a federal tax exemption, and donations are filtered through Act Blue charities and Thousand uh, Currents, uh, two nonprofits that manage the cash. At the time, at the same time, Con Colors incorporated the nonprofit. Um, she also set up the similarly named BLM Global Network, a for-profit that is not required to disclose how much it spends or pays its executives. Some have cited the lack of transparency. (laughs) Imagine that, right? Uh, Newsom of New York City's BLM said, quote, we need black firms and black accountants to go in there and find out where the money is going. He added that his group does not receive any financial support from the BLM Global Network. So let me let me stop here. You know, the, I, I have maintained that these groups are racist groups. Again, here's his statement, and he doesn't even he doesn't belong to to BLM Global. He's he has his own BLM group, and he's saying that we need black firms and black accountants to go in there and find out where the money is going. Why do we need to have black firms and black accountants go in and find out where the money is going? Why don't we just say that we need to have, you know, an accountant go in? (laughs) Why do we have to specify that this has to be black accountants from black firms? That's racism. That's flat out racism. If I was to say that I only want a white man or a white person to go in and and do an, an accounting from a, a a white firm on um, you know the the uh, books of of this podcast, you you would call me racist, and and rightfully so. But in this case, he says we need black firms and black accountants to go in there and find out where the money is going. Uh, again, it's just it, it's it's just a racist way of seeing the world. It's a racist worldview, and that's what they're promoting with what what they're doing here with their money. They are they they are literally promoting racism. Cons Colors did not return requests for comment, but on Monday. The Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation issued the following statement to the Post. Quote, Patrice Cullors is the executive director of Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation, or BLMGNF. Ooh, that's a mouthful. 
She serves in the role in this role in a volunteer capacity and does not receive a salary or benefits. Patrice has received a total of $120,000 since the organization's inception in 2013 for duties such as serving as spokesperson and engaging in political education work. Patrice did not receive any compensation after 2019, according to them. Quote, to be abundantly clear, as a registered 501c3 BLMGNF cannot and did not commit any organizational resources toward the purchase of, of personal property by any employee or volunteer. Any uh, in, insinuation or assertion to the contrary is categorically false. Quote, Patrice's work for black people over the years has made her and others align with the fight for black liberation targets of racist violence. The narratives being spread about Patrice have been generated by right-wing forces intended on reducing the support and influence of a movement that is no longer, no, that is larger than anyone. Uh, this right-wing offensive not only puts Patrice, her child, and her loved ones in harm's way, it also continues a tradition of terror by white supremacists against black activists. All black activists know the fear these malice and serious actions are meant to install. The fear of being silenced, the trauma of being targeted, the torture of feeling one's family is exposed to danger just for speaking out against unjust systems. We have seen this tactic of terror time and again, but our movement will not be silenced. That's, that, is, that is their statement, and man, it's a doozy, right? Uh, you know, ancient Greeks called actors hypocrites, and this is because they do and say things that are not real and not who they really are. And I'm calling out BLM. BLM and Con Colors and her ilk, they're hypocrites. BLM are hypocrites. They say and do things that are not really what they really believe. You know, they they say that they are, you know, scared of all white people and yet they buy expensive homes in predominantly white communities. They say that we should all be equal and that blacks need to loot and steal from the rich to equal things out. And yet they make themselves rich. They say that black people are all poor and can't get out from under the thumb of the white man to succeed. Yet here she is part of the 1%. And they say that Marxism is the way. Yet they use capitalism to further themselves. Now, I'm not saying that someone should not try to succeed in life and, and buy four homes and, and a fifth in the Bahamas, you know, if they can afford it. Why not, right? That, that would be awesome. I, I would love to do that. But what I'm saying is that these women 
are preaching something totally different than they're living. These people are hypocrites. You see, it to me, if you're going to preach Marxism and the tenets of Marxism, then you can't then prosper by capitalism. I, I, I loved what Candace Owens had to say about this. And she said this. She said, um, and, and, and she really had a little bit even different take on this than, than what, what I'm saying here. What she said was, quote, she has my respect because she's unapologetically, unapologetic in her approach. She is telling you what she is. She's a Marxist. Marxists steal money from other people and they enrich themselves. She has stolen money from other people on the pretext of a lie that is Black Lives Matter. And she has enriched herself and she has bought four homes. You have to appreciate her honesty. She is not hiding by any means. She is a communist through and through, and she has been unbelievably unapologetic in her approach. And, you know, I can't disagree with that. You may, and you may disagree with me, and you may also agree with me. And I would love to hear what you have to say on the matter. And you can always go to our website, and our website you know, is where you can uh, get merchandise uh, you, if, uh, on the podcast. Uh, there, there's some really cool shirts there. You may want to take a look at those. There's some really cool shirts with some logos and uh, you know, the podcast logo, but uh, uncommonsensepodcast.com is where you can go and you can communicate with us there and uh, support the podcast there. Thank you for listening.